You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another podcast recording. Wherever you're listening from, I've got finally, finally, I got someone on that knows a little bit about video games. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but before we begin, we have to do the same. Uh, say hello to to the people that make this possible. All the people listening, everyone in the chat. And don't forget to check out NineLineApparel.com. Use code DRUNK3PO20 to save 20% on everything in the store. As you can see, I'm like over, overly rocking uh, the Don't Tread On Me stuff. Overly rocking it today. So for no specific reason that it's a uh, Monday and it came up in the laundry. Also, don't forget to go to geeksandgamers.com and uh, check out everything over there. You never know. But before anything, please welcome. Please welcome my guest. Stuttering Craig is here. It's me. Just like your profile picture, man. Same hat and everything. (laughs) I know. Same backgrounds and hold The only difference is that I have the... uh... I know the NBA GM on. I usually have it off, but I, I always thought it was kind of interesting to have that when people have like, you know, I know Jeremy has like his gameplay and stuff yeah. on in the background and, and we used to do that as well, but it's like, it's, you know, they're really, they're really fun to look at, but like you can always tell when there's an edit, you know, because the gameplay will just flippity flopper all over the place. So anyways, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. How do I get that game? Oh man. Like that. What Before we started everyone, I was like, is that, does that NBA jam work? Please tell me it works. Please tell me so. Uh, oh, man. He's like, I'm going to turn it on for you. And I'm like, he's heating up. I just remember that. We used to do that in school. Um, you know, like when someone was doing good in like like in English class. They're like, oh, yeah. Billy, you did good today. Like, he's heating up. You know, it's kind of funny. So the guy, the 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 announcer of NBA Jam, his name, the guy named Tim Kitzrow. And Tim is a, uh, he's the guy from all the old Midway games, um, whether it was NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, Slugfest, uh, whatever, you know, if, if you heard any of those, uh, any of those games, he is still around and he does a lot of like retro conventions and stuff now, but he has a website. I think, I think it's still up. It's called who said what And he'll, he'll do like intros for you for like 50 bucks. So like if you ever wanted to, you know, do a, do something for you. You know, it's like you're drunk three PO. He's, he's heating up, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's it, pretty, that's awesome. Yeah, I might have cool. to look into that. Uh, I might have to look into that. Um, uh, that's so much love for you in the chat. Look at that. Well, that, nice. Thanks. Think Craig is the man. Hi, Craig. I remember watching you back in the day. <laughs> I see all you guys, man. I see all you guys in the chat. I hope y'all are doing well. Hit that's that my like favorite. Button. When people go like, I used to watch you. It's like, oh, sweet. <laughs> no, I love Everyone's that. Like, I love studying that. Studying Craig. Nice. The best crossover of YouTubers of all time. Look at that. This is it. YouTube just peaked. It's peaking right now. Like, we're, we're about 30 minutes into this. We'll hit At the 2 apex. 2 p.m. on a Monday. <laughs> Forget the Twitter files. Forget all that stuff. Nope, nope, nope. It's this happening. is it. It's happening right now. Okay. So for those that are here uh listening wherever watching the live recording stuttering craig used to be part of this massive thing called screw attack is that correct yeah so and what the heck was that what was screw attack what was that sure 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 so a long time ago before the internet was the giant cesspool of shit that it is today (laughs) uh, (laughs) i 
I launched this uh, this website called Screw Attack, and Screw Attack was kind of the first first like YouTube before YouTube was a thing. It was a place where gamers went to congregate, and uh, where you found a lot of your favorite creators before uh, before YouTube was was a you know YouTube at the time was a place where you found like cat videos and guys getting hit in the balls. Right, that's like what it was. And uh, Screw Attack was kind of the outlet before then, and we. We uh, kind of were a platform for a lot of a lot of really talented folks uh, that have gone on to have outstanding careers. Screw Attack. Uh, we were known for creating content as well. Um, a lot of people recognize me from top tens I did back in the day, and um, video, this series called Video Game Vaults. And we did a lot of skits. Uh, we had a lot of great personalities, and uh, like I said, we worked with a lot of great folks. Uh, the angry video game nerd who started who started on Screw Attack as the yeah. angry Nintendo nerd, uh, Matt Pat from game theory, um, like pick, pick a creator and chances are they got their start uh, at Screw Attack in some way, shape or form or were influenced by Screw Attack or, so we had a, we had a nice little, nice little run, uh, really fun to do. And uh, we had a great group of people and um, yeah, man, it was, it was really, really fun uh, to why do. Did and, you, why did you start that? What was the uh, motivation behind like video games and, Things like that. Like, what was it? You just sitting around one day and we're like, I like this stuff. I want to talk about it. Right. So, so I actually finished college in 2005. So I'm 41. I finished college in 2005 and I had a degree in broadcast journalism and I was really passionate about like sports and stuff. And I was like, well, I want to call play by play for the mm. Dallas Mavericks or whatever. And um, then I realized that I had a degree in journalism, but I hated to read and I hated to write. So, um, and <laughs> of like, all you, things. You, you don't, you don't, those don't mesh up very well. So I, um, so I realized that I could like move to like Pawtucket, Rhode Island and call double a baseball games and hope somebody would die. And I, <laughs> so you get like, promoted. Yeah. Right. Like maybe move up to like triple a, and then, then I'd be like 55 <laughs> years old and traveling, like, you know, going to like Lincoln, Nebraska to call away games and stuff. And hopefully maybe I'd eventually, you know, move up to some something or or I could um, kind of start my own thing on the Internet. And I say are my own thing. It wasn't my own thing at the time. I, I launched it with uh, with a buddy named Tom. Uh, we were going to just talk about video games. We we're going to do a radio show about video games. And I had a slight background in radio. I interned at a, a radio station. I was always real passionate about radio. So like I was like, we still we still show about video games. Nobody's doing a show about video games online. No. And um, this was, like I said, 2006 when we actually launched it, February 15th, 2006. And um, so we we launched with this, uh, this, this radio show, which later we found out was called a podcast, which was just kind of getting going. And uh, we had this show called Side Scrollers, and it was a really popular podcast for a long time. Um, and we, uh, we, you know, so screw attack just kind of happened. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where we kind of set out to do it was like, we're going to make this game changing internet website. Um, we were just kind of early. We were first, we were out the door. Um, and we were, we were honestly, we were doing the exact opposite of what, what IGN and GameSpot and all like the, the, even the corporate media back then were doing, we were the exact opposite. And we, we kind of just figured it out as we went along. Um, it was, it was, one of those things where, you know, we wanted at the time, it's really interesting because at the time, everything, everybody, we wanted to appear much bigger than we actually were. Um, we were a, uh, um, just a couple dudes 
who you know literally had one microphone passing it back and forth doing a podcast and but we wanted to appear bigger because that's what ign was that's what game trailers was all these like legacy media outlets that were corporately owned that had multi-million dollar budgets and stuff and um it was just a couple guys so we wanted to appear a lot bigger than we actually were and uh nowadays it's the exact opposite you know it's the it's you know the smaller you are the better almost um sometimes so, yeah so sometimes but yeah that's that's a long why video answer. games though why why video games oh i grew up playing games you know it was one of those things i think everybody has it you know anybody who grew up playing games um you know they're, they're passionate about their experiences playing games but i also think everybody has kind of like a dark period where they they kind of step away from games for a while and for me, like, so I grew up during the Nintendo, Super Nintendo era, right? And then I was in high school. So I was during high school and like the start of college uh, was like the N64 era, right? And that's when I was doing sports and, you know, chasing girls and doing all those other things. So I kind of fell out of gaming for five or six years. And then um, then I kind of came back into it towards the tail end of my, you know, college career and and um, that was like the Xbox, Xbox 360 was just kind of getting launched and uh, kind of fell back into it, man. So, yeah, it was, um, I don't know, why gaming? Why, why the hell not? You know, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's, so it for what, people what that I knew. like, so people that don't like kind of know, mm -hmm. so you just started a YouTube channel mm -mm. or you started a. So YouTube didn't exist. Like I said YouTube was this place where, where YouTube YouTube at the time, oh. like I said, was this place where you found cat like cat videos, and uh, so it was a website, ScrewAttack.com, and we actually saw YouTube as kind of a competitor for the first I don't know for YouTube's first like two or three years before YouTube had like its partner program, you know, um, and you could like make money on YouTube. YouTube was was more or less a competitor. Now, um, you know, obviously that that didn't turn out very well for us, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. but it was one of those things where it's like you know did it turn out well for anybody? Um, so yeah, it, it, we eventually started uploading on YouTube, I think in like 2010, maybe 11. I mean, it was, it was pretty late to the YouTube game after YouTube kind of launched, uh, cause we, you know, didn't, um, didn't really touch a whole lot. So, yeah. But did you, you did all this yourself though? That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, pretty yeah. much built the whole thing and just well, were like, like I saw, like walk me through like a day like so you sit down with your people, mm -hmm. and you're just like let's just do a like a radio t type show about video games. We're gonna so, keep it an hour, two hours long. We're gonna record it. It's gonna be video. No, it's gonna be this. It's gonna be that. Like, what was your initial like? How are we gonna do this? Right. So, so to be clear, it wasn't just me. I had a group of right, really right. talented folks. Right, and I was the guy. I was kind of the head of the snake. Um, you know, if you will, just kind of making the making the moves and and uh, kind of pushing pushing everybody in the direction. But it started the way ScrewAttack started was like I said, it was an audio podcast called Side Scrollers, and it was it was uh, me and my buddy Tom, and we were talking about it was the most entertaining that the tagline was the most entertaining thirty to forty five minutes of your video game week. So it was a really fast, quick show. I mean, you gotta put yourself in the mindset of where the internet was in two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight the internet was not like it was today where everybody's on their phone and, and they're consumed yeah. all the time. So, um, you know, the idea of a 30 minute show was ridiculous at the time. Um, that was a very, very long piece of content, uh, doing, doing any sort of audio or video, but it started with audio. And, 
eventually we got into making videos on screwattack.com. And that was mainly to separate us from pretty much everywhere else. At the time, this is going to sound insane considering we live in this world of, of Twitter that's constantly being updated and you has, you know everything's at your fingertips constantly all the time. But even like major websites didn't update every day. Um, I can think back to you know ESPN, no. IGN and things like that to where it, it, it may be a day or two between updates on the website because you know it just the internet wasn't what it was. Um, but uh, so so we started our tagline was uh, screwattack.com. Well, first it was it's not a porno site because that was very <laughs> that was very confusing for a lot of people. But um, but it was screwattack.com, something original every freaking day. And the idea was you could come to Screw Attack and you could watch something video game related every single day. And that was unheard of at the time. Yeah. The idea of making a video every day and so much so that, you know, once again, this is not like the fact that we're live streaming right now, like people don't understand how unbelievable this is going to sound so old, man, how unbelievably easy it is to do to, to create content today. Um, it's so unbelievably easy. Whereas back when we started, you know, it was there was a lot of extra extra steps that went into the process of of creating content. I mean, doing a doing a thirty minute podcast, you know, would take a half a day to produce, and now it's you set up a couple of microphones, you're ready to go, and we were live in thirty seconds. You know, um, so it's um, so we started doing something original every day, and that's actually where our where the partnerships came along. That's where we got to know Angry Video Game Nerd and and. Uh, awesome video games and all these all these partners that we that we had back in the day was they would fill they would fill extra spots throughout the week you know uh james would have wednesdays and this guy this guy would have sundays and so forth and so on um so that's kind of how how we grew uh, you was, were you were doing that while also working no so that's well i worked weekends um but okay so this was a big leap of faith this was like yeah. Yeah. So I was, like I said, finished college and I was working at a, um, I was working at this big, um, hotel called the Gaylord Texan in it's in outside of Dallas. And I was working in a sports bar there and that was like my weekend job. But I, I, you know, I was really fortunate. I had parents who, um, I, I lived at my parents' house and I'm 24 years old. I'm working on their counter. Um, I, I was with a, in a long-term relationship with a girl, uh, that I, you know, for the, for two, two years or so at the time. And to say like, like, I didn't know how we were going to make money. I didn't know how we were going to make a living. It was all, we just kind of figured it out. And that, you know, where we, the way we started to make money, because, you know, initially the idea is, well, we'll just drive people to our website and we'll make advertising money there. You know, podcast sponsorships were not a thing, um, that come a decade later. Um, and so the idea of that was, obsolete uh so the podcast was like working for free um but the way we started making money was we started selling our content to to those big corporately owned websites that i was just telling you about we sold we sold our videos to ign we sold our videos to game trailers we sold our videos to anybody who would give us a dollar um, that is wild because we were doing things <laughs> we, and we were saying things that they couldn't do yeah. because once again they were corporately corporately backed so um, so our first big break was, well, the first, the first company that offered us money for a video was, um, there was a website called one up, one up.com and one up was, was a, was owned by Ziff Davis, which was like a, you know, I guess it still is a pretty big media company. 
And uh, they had a smaller website in, on site, like a smaller, smaller subdomain called gamevideos.com. And this guy, Mark McDonald, I'll always, I'll always appreciate Mark. He gave us our first break, and I pitched him the idea of, of producing something. I didn't know what. I was like, hey, we'd love to make some videos for you. Um, and, and he was like, sure, well, what are you doing? I said, well, let me get back to you. And at that point, it was like, somebody didn't say no. So I was like, holy crap, how are we going to do this? So um, went in, had a phone call with Tom and his girlfriend who like had no relationship to the, to the company at all. And, and then we had another buddy and I was like, what should we do? And so we talked about doing like a game show. And once again, we have zero, by the way, zero video production background in between us, right? But we're talking about doing like a game show and whatever, whatever. Um, and eventually I was like, well, what about, we? what if we just do top tens? And they're like, ah, people do top tens. I was like, yeah, but nobody's going to do screw attack top tens. And I remember yeah. saying that line in particular. And um, the idea of making like the top tens so ridiculous, so over the top, so fun and so different that they had to stick out. So I decided on doing the top 10 and I spent, I spent the next 24 hours. I, I think it was like 18 hours. I spent the, like from that time, I pretty much just worked and I wrote the first top 10, uh, learned how to edit the top 10, captured all the footage, made the assets, um, and essentially created the, the top 10s in, the, like, in like 18 hours. And I, and I delivered it back to Mark the next day. And he was like, whoa, you work fast. 18 and, hours. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, we work really hard. But, you know, I kind of felt him, fed him a, a yeah. line, of, line of shit. And, um, and it was, um, you know, so he's like, well, yeah, let's do it. And we actually released that top 10 and that top 10 uh, kind of went viral. It was, you know, I think it did like a quarter million views in like 24 hours. And um, it was on like all the blogs and websites, your Kotaku's and your Destructoids and stuff at the time. And um, so it allowed us to do more. And um, previous to working with, with game videos, like I said, I've been denied by pretty much everybody in existence. I talked to a company called Game Trailers uh, and they were like, no, nah, we're not really interested right now. But they saw that video went viral from game videos, the video that, I, that we released that we produced. And, and then we, all of a sudden we received an email back from Game Trailers be like, hey, we saw that video. Uh, you have any interest in working together? And uh, that's how our relationship with game trailers happened. And that's where probably 90% of the people who saw Screw Attack uh, initially saw us on game trailers. And um, that was kind of our first opportunity to turn what we were doing into a living, which was how, uh, really cool. How did you record? How did you record the video game stuff back then? Like, how so, did you get footage for your videos? Yeah. So there was a. It might be a dumb question, but I'm like, like no, how no, the no. heck? Because now it's like, you know, I just rip it you know it's right there yep 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 so at the time what you had to do was once again there's no hdmi at this point yeah right um so at the time we i had an imac or I had a macbook pro that's what i had from college i got to call it a macbook pro and i went to I remember going to the apple store and buying a um it was just a device that captured um captured footage from like an AV out, you remember, like a like your red and white, red and, and yellow and white, right? right. <laughs> and and yeah. you plug it in, and it would convert it from that into some sort of data for your that that would go from that device into we just called it a capture device, and um, so we took the capture device and it ran, and then it converted into I captured it through Final Cut Pro, um, so I'd play the games, and um, it was you know all like 
four by three and you know yeah. tiny you know 360p footage some four 144 um and just kind of learned i didn't know anything about aspect ratios or anything like that um and you can see like in the early early footage i guess just all over the place and gross and stretched and messy and um you know but but we learned we just kind of figured it out and that was that was kind of the mantra you know like nowadays there's this playbook of how to make a living online you know mm -hmm. like and we essentially wrote that playbook as as we went along you know the idea of of you know now it's launch a, launch a youtube channel develop an audience sell merchandise uh potentially get into live events maybe do you know do some sort of additional merchandise you know do convention appearances like there's there's all these things that you can do to kind of uh make a living as a as a creator online and um you know it's, it's really i don't know it's been interesting to kind of see how that works and some people have taken that playbook and blown it up and and just you know made their own playbook you know they like obviously like mr beast and pewdiepie and all those guys um but yeah, you know, we just kind of figured it out. You know, how do we do this? And I mean, nobody at Screw Attack for the longest time, you know, we had a we had a really big reach. And if we had the same reach now, if Screw Attack existed today, um, that if it had the exact same reach it did back then, and it existed today, it'd be it'd be you know valued at a you know a five hundred million dollar company. Oh, easy. Just, just just because the you know, but. <laughs> It was not it was not at the time a 500 million dollar company i tell you that much so yeah um but uh a boy can dream can't he <laughs> well here's the, the the thing that you brought up that i i constantly press on people is we are living in a day and age today that there should be no excuse if you have a passion or a dream to do something whether it's record videos edit videos write a book um, right. Whatever you want to create, it, it, the internet has made it very easy, and and you could do it with almost hardly any money uh, if you want to get started in any way to to generate money. You can open up a t shirt store, start putting graphics on it, and start selling shirts for for nothing. Instantly, like it doesn't yeah. cost you anything. You just sign up with like T Public and and just start throwing your designs out there, and then like you said, it's up to you to. Uh, to market it you grow your social media platform to get people to follow you and things like that uh, it's just sticking with it the fact that you know the grind that you went through just to edit a video you know and to get footage and everything it's it's laughable today uh in, in right. a sense of it is i could do this you know i could probably put together that i'm not even an editor i went to school for history you know and it's like i could probably put together a video like with different clips and it would it would take me an hour you know, just right. because it, everything is just so everything is just so easy. I mean, even now you can write a book, put it on Amazon. It won't cost you anything, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to do it. But, you know, now we we pay editors and things like that to make sure everything looks the best that it can be. But we live in such a, a fascinating time where they, like even this podcast, you know, like right. you said, we just stream yards is free. You could turn it on. You could do all that stuff. Um, so the, the first you, I'll go on. Go. Yeah, yeah, right. It's insane. And. I think of I think back to two shows we did very early on that that so we did a show called Hard News and Hard News was the first gaming it was the first daily gaming news show video news show online period like it was the first to do daily gaming news in a video format we launched it in 2008 right and now there's a zillion right like you think of geeks and gamers and you know like the the yeah. million you know every quarter and go down the list of all the all the channels 
that produce gaming news all throughout the day on a day-to-day -day basis, right? And Hard News was a show that was built around, built to be like two to three minutes in length. And it was meant to be like the biggest three stories of the day. Um, but the production around that show, it would take to get a two to three minute episode out, it would take five to six hours, right? And it would take, uh, you know, it was primarily destined, but we'd have our, we'd have a camera person. We'd have somebody holding up a, you know, essentially a teleprompter on an iMac, you know, so, so, so we could read the scripts. And, um, nowadays you just kind of, you go and you're ready to go. You got OBS pulled up and you're, and you're recording and it's super easy. Um, so there's that, which, you know, hard news was, was awesome. And then we did a show called out of the box, which was, mm -hmm. which was a live, live first reaction to, it was our first foray into live content. And I remember challenging um, challenging the guy, specifically Ben, who nowadays most people would know Ben as the voice of Wiz from Death Battle. And, um, but Ben was like the little wonder kid. He was, I plucked him out of high school. He was 15 or 16 when he started working for me, right? And uh, I said, look, we want to do a live show. And I tasked him to figure out how to do it. And at, I remember, I remember him figuring it out and we actually had cables running through a vcr and then the vcr going out <laughs> it was like and, and like what's a vcr like a vcr was obsolete then but we needed to get a vcr to be able to like run the cables and all sorts of stuff and run intros and i think that's actually how we ran intros was through a vcr we put a tape I, I don't know it's, I'm, it's kind of fuzzy but just the amount of insanity um but it's, it's a different it's world, man. Yeah. Like, it, and every year it gets like easier and easier. Real quick, Captain uh, Hirano, one of my guys, man, for $2 says, hey, boys, how you doing? Going to listen while gaming. Thank you for the super chat. Um, wherever you're listening, we record yeah. this uh, on a live a live audience, everyone on YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, nice. um, Spotify is huge over there for this this thing going on right now. And then there's somebody else that said, uh, can I pay Craig fifty dollars to do a voiceover? Yes. Uh, so there you have it. So so email him. <laughs> I'll tell, tell, tell you what. Go to um. So I have a disc. So for those who don't know, I, I so I spent the oh, last year it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know and those who care, um, I I'm just now getting back into making content again in the gaming space. I spent the I um after Screw Attack, I spent about three years streaming, and uh, then I left there. And uh, I worked actually in the firearms industry the last year. And um, I was plucked out of, you know, I, I had a recruiter pick me up and all sorts of stuff. And I worked there and I did that for a year and it was fun, but it, it just didn't like grab me. So about six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, I was like, I'm going to give, I'm going to go back on the horse and start making content again. So um, I have the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Judder and Craig. And uh, literally on Friday, I launched a, a brand new channel called uh craig talks news youtube.com slash craig talks news yeah those um, links will be in the description everyone if you want to go check them out and our mods are putting them in the chat well, thank as you we speak. but um but the the my southern craig channel is more like nostalgia based i talk about a lot of classic stuff and the uh, craig talks news is is as exactly what it sounds like i'll be talking about news it's it's kind of like an up i'd say an updated version of hard news kind of uh but it's more like just me talking uh about what's going on you know this is like you'd find on geeks and gamers but it's just more like me and, and like you know what what you guys what you do obviously so um but if anybody wants to subscribe to those uh like the craig talk news channel is 
like brand new. I think it has like 300 subscribers. So I'm uh, trying to get to a thousand. So almost pretty 400. Fun. Let's, almost go. 400. Oh, let's go. Let's go. go. <laughs> almost 400. Do you, Which, are you happy making content again? Yeah, man, it's fun. Honestly, um, I haven't felt this excited about making content in a long time. Um, and it's, it's really fun. And right now I'm still trying to figure out kind of what that schedule looks like for me. Um, I stream nightly as well. I stream like Thursday, uh, Sunday through Thursday for an hour from 10 to 11. Um, I, I'm, I would love to eventually um, turn what we're doing right now into like into a daily show and treat it like it's an old like side scrollers podcast and do that every day. Uh, but I just need to find the right people to do it with Jay. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I love the idea. But, um, I but yeah, I, I think that'd be really fun to do. And um I don't know. I, th I think that's that's kind of the ultimate goal is to get back on the horse and, and start making content again because I, I feel like I feel like there's a I don't know it's just it's just really fun. You know, you have it's a just voice fun. man that people need to hear. That's that's the main thing. And um before I get into my top 10, mm. Craig's gonna Craig's gonna rate my top 10. We're gonna talk original NES games, maybe some super, but I made a top 10 of my top favorite NES games. But before we get to that. Just so the chat knows, just so the people are like, okay, all right, let's see what Jay, how Jay doesn't know anything about video games and that his that his top 10 is dumb. <laughs> uh, what happened with Screw Attack? Well, uh, so that's a good question. Uh, what happened with Screw Attack was in 2013, uh, I sold it to a company called Fullscreen. And uh, a lot of people were like, oh, you sold out. It's like, once again, you, you need to put yourself in, in, uh, in the situation in 2013, right? Um, I had guys who had worked for me for five, six years at the time who were making next to nothing. I mean, we were none, nobody was making any money at screw attack. Um, and nobody had insurance. It was like a company in name only, right? It was essentially a bunch of buddies getting together who just happened to be paid to make videos. Right. Um, and had an opportunity. Um, I was approached by a company called full screen, which at the time there were like, um, MCNs were really like up and coming thing, uh, multi-channel networks, which is, that's kind of like what Machinima was, um, you know, uh, full screen was, there's a, a, a company called Polaris, which was really big, uh, Maker Studios. Anyways, these were, it was kind of like a keeping up with the Joneses type thing where all these companies were buying uh, brands. And um, so they targeted us because we were kind of a leader in the space. And it, it really worked um at the time because it allowed my guys an opportunity to have insurance for the first time um re receive stock in a company uh that would acquire us and, and honestly just have a, a better salary than than what they had and uh so it allowed for a little more security so and they had we had big plans and stuff and um so we were we were acquired by a company called full screen and um then about six or seven months later um that company full screen was, um, they received a tremendous amount of money from AT&T as an investment. And then full screen went out and bought rooster teeth. And when they bought rooster teeth, um, they saw screw attack and they kind of tagged us in. They, they, they're like, okay, screw attack, rooster teeth, you guys are going to work together. And, uh, so I worked with rooster teeth for about two and a half years and, um, not by choice. It was, um, there, there's a lot of really nice people who worked at Rooster Teeth, but it was the worst three years of my life. Uh, it was it was horrible. Um, you know, you go in from having a 
company that you own, you love, the community that you embrace, that embraces you, that you know how they think and they know how you think, to and wanting to make content for them, um, to, I'm not kidding when I say this, having to get seven signatures before you can make anything. And wow. it just totally stifled creativity. Yeah. Um, and it, it sucked. So um, I spent three years at Rooster Teeth, left, left there. And shortly after I left, like I said, I streamed for about three years with, and I created like another brand and uh, that brand is uh, long gone now too. Um, but I um, left there and then probably, I don't know, maybe a year or two after I left, maybe three, I don't know. Um, Screw Attack was kind of eaten up by Death Battle, which was the most popular show. And uh, they rebranded the Screw Attack channel as death battle so yeah. um so it just kind of got absorbed and and you know it it's kind of it is what it is it sucks um i think that i was the, gonna ask you that that was like your baby yeah like take care of my baby and it's like then it's yeah this yeah got, yeah so i the thing that i think sucks the most about it is that all that content from I mean, like a decade plus yeah. worth of videos is just kind of lost because they privated all the videos um in an ideal world, I, I reacquire Screw Attack and I just release the old videos out to the public. Um, you know, but that's a big chunk of change to go back and, and reacquire that, even though it's like been dead for several years. Um, so, but I, I think that's that'd be like a dream scenario. Now, I have zero, and I want to reiterate this, yeah. zero desire to relaunch Screw Attack in the vein of like like G four did. Because I think that G four, G four, it was dead on arrival. Because um, when you're messing with people's memories about a brand, that's the last thing you'd want to do. So I would want to release all the videos in glorious like 144p and like you know 360p, 480p, like all the standard definition. I wouldn't upscale shit. I would just yeah. release it as is and let people enjoy uh, that grainy look. It'll look right, like nowadays. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that'd be super fun. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh that that'll definitely be cool. Uh so again, real quick, Mark with the five dollars. Craig, it seems like you helped build the entire house and then get to didn't get to live there. Uh talk about unfair. I guess that's just the way it is. Thank you for the five dollars. Yeah, you Any know thoughts I, on that statement. It, well, I'll say this. I think that um I, I've heard this statement a lot. Um Screw attack walked so others could run. Mm -hmm. And, and I think there's, that's a really good way to put it. You know, we, we, somebody has to figure it out. Um, am I bitter about it? Nah, not at all. I mean, it was just, I had such a great journey with screw attack and, uh, I worked with so many great people and have so many great relationships from it. And now I'm just excited to kind of get back and, and make new memories. You know, uh, I made a ton of great memories and, and what that's was what, your high, what was your biggest high. I didn't mean to cut you. What, no, what no, was no. Your, what was your biggest high? Like, what, what was there a moment where you were just kind of like, and you sat down and you're like, okay, that was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, it doesn't have to be the greatest, but just that moment where you're just like, okay, okay, that was cool. So you know. there's there's a few, and I'll just kind of give you the bullet points for them all. Sure. Um, so after, you know, I mentioned kind of the, the, the game plan. We made content, we did, did videos, then we got into live events. And Screw Attack had an event called SGC, Screw Attack Gaming Convention. And part of Screw Attack Gaming Convention was a tournament called the Iron Man of Gaming. 
And it was like, it was this idea of finding who the best overall gamer was. And they're playing games from all consoles, all genres, all eras. It was like a big decathlon of video games, right? And at the end of SGC every year, uh, we would have the finals of the Iron Man of Gaming on the big, big grand stage with 3,000 people watching inside a giant ballroom, right? And um, every year it was my job, I kind of took it on myself to pick out the final game of the tournament. And the final game was always a mystery game. And, um, and we debuted several like really amazing games at SGC that were seen in public for the first time ever. Um, so, excuse me. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was first played at SGC. Yeah. Uh, Killer Instinct, the re-release of it, was first played at SGC. Um, the new Duck the DuckTales Remastered was first mm-hmm. seen seen there. I mean, and these are games that the developers were nice enough to allow us to use in our tournament for the first time. And so it, those were really awesome. And those were like really like like when you hear the roar, if you were to like look on YouTube right now, if you, you look like SGC Sonic 4 reveal, um, it was awesome. Like goosebumps even thinking about it. This crowd just not knowing what's going to happen. I see the video. They just. <sighs> yeah. It's, oh, my God. Uh, electric man. Um, and so we do that. And I remember specifically, those were always like an immense high. Probably the most emotional moment was the final SGC we did on our own before Rooster Teeth came in. Uh, we had 15,000 people come to the last SGC, which was one of the biggest gaming events in America at the time. Um, and we finished SGC, and at that point, people are coming to SGC, and they didn't even know what Screw Attack was. It was just a place to go. It was a big event, and um, we—I remember finishing SGC, and everybody that was there. I think the the big thing that really separated SGC from all the other events was, like, we were the ones running it. When you think of like yeah. a, a convention head, like I was the late, like. You know, I was like the guy making the decisions for SGC, which I think helped make it kind of what it was, right? Um, you know, Ben's running a camera, Jose's running a camera. Like, yeah. why are they running cameras? They shouldn't be running the camera. Yeah. So, it, and but I think that was kind of what was fun. But I remember finishing SGC and the the doors close, and it was just a really emotional moment where we felt like we just accomplished something by bringing fifteen thousand people together. And I remember we were all just just crying from emotion mm. like because we were just emotionally exhausted and happy that we pulled this thing off um so that was really cool and so those are like the the like really cool professional things and um the other that's like, awesome man probably the, the last and most important thing i'm most proud of was during the acquisition of screw attack uh, a big sticking point for me was making sure that everybody who worked for me receives stock in full screen uh, so where, and they eventually got paid out on that stock later on down the line. So, oh, um, nice. so that was like, I wanted to make sure that everybody who worked People for me got taken, taken care, care of. of. Yeah. 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 Um, question from Napoleon. I love the avatar for $5. Craig, have you worked with uh Spoonie one? What do you think of him? Love you, bro. God bless. Thank you, Napoleon for your $5 super yeah. chat. And con- congrats on that conquest, Napoleon. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, Spoonie actually appeared as a guest at SGC, if I if I remember correctly. And oddly enough, I don't recall spending a whole lot of time with them. I, th- I mean, I would say we're acquaintances. Um, we never had a chance to spend a whole lot of time together. Um, 
I and but I know he's like immensely talented. And from what I understand, he's actually like kind of making a comeback now. I think I, I from what I understand, I I saw a podcast where he was uh, talking about stuff. But uh, such a such, such like a super talented guy. Um, I don't you know I don't like I said don't know him really personally. Um, but I know that he is obviously beloved in a major way. So um, you know maybe maybe I'll reach out to him and, and see if he ever wants to make something. So that'd yeah, be fun. Sounds awesome. All right. So what was the biggest low was it was it did you already talk about that already hmm. or uh no 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 the biggest low that's a great question um so there's a couple and one of them came early on um when i had to fire fire i mentioned we screw attack started with me and tom and i had to fire tom um and that was a really big low um mm. and it was one of those things where I'll just leave it at this. We just didn't have the same vision for what Screw Attack was. You know, he wanted to be kind of a part-time thing, and I was all in on it. And um, um, so ended up having to fire like my best friend for a decade. And and, um, and if cancel culture existed then, um, I, like the Twitter mob would have came after me in a, in a major way. And because I was destroyed, like my the people. The things that people say, people today, like I still get comments about it today. Hey, you fucked over your best friend, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I didn't. Like, I didn't fuck over anybody. It's like I was running a business, you know? Um, so, and by the way, can I cuss? Of course. <laughs> okay, okay. So they're like, oh, you fucked <laughs> over your best friend, you piece of shit. You know, and it's like, um, number one, you weren't there. Number two, you didn't know the conversations. Number three, you don't know how it happened. Um and that was really, really hard. Uh, and anytime I had to let go of anybody was really, really hard. I, I had to fire three people uh, the entire time of Screw Attack. Uh, Tom, uh, unfortunately, I had to let go of uh, Jose and Jared, pro Jared. And um, it was never easy to let anybody go. Um, but, you know, there's obviously blowback. And it was one of those things where people were upset. Um, you know, when you have a, a really public group of people, anytime somebody goes, um, it's a very, you know, it's a very divisive thing. Yeah. And the reality is, is that type of thing happens every day in business. People get fired, people get hired. Uh, but when you're a small group and this is, you know, it's a tale as old as time. You've seen it hundreds of times, thousands of times since, since it happened to me. And you saw it times before me, you know, where, where there's a dis disagreement, uh, somebody goes a certain way. You saw that with Game Grumps. You saw that, you know, like pick pick any brand online and there's been some sort of split at some, some point. Um, but, you know, the thing about that in particular was people were, and some people still are, like really mad. And, um, and oh, yeah, some they people- They don't let that stuff go, man. They, they really don't. And, yeah. um, you know, it, the reality is, is that like, Tom and I, I haven't talked to Tom in years. Like he has a family. I have a family. They've never met each other. Like we're entirely different people. People are like, you should go back and hang out with Tom. It's like, dude, like we're in our forties. Like the last time we talked to each other was in our twenties, mm. you know, like, like, come on, you know? So, um, so yeah, you know, I'd say the, that was probably the lowest low and I got it out of the way early, you know, uh, that was, that was at a very, but it was a very early, early point in screw attacks existence. Um, but it, it was a very critical point in screw attack existence. Cause had screw attack 
gone the, on the way it was going, it wouldn't have lasted another six months. I mean, there's I, no way. It's, so. Yeah, I agree. There's always there's always growing pains, man. I and and sometimes those growing pains hurt. Uh, and almost anything that you do, and I I tell people this too. It's like this this that's the whole thing for this podcast. Like, welcome to the rebellion. Is uh, learn to rebel against your fears, against things that are holding you back, and just go after it. Like whatever you're doing, it's not easy at times. And yes, are you going to leave people behind? Yes, it, it just happens in life. That that that's just life. But able to constantly stay focused on what you want to do and rebel against. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, they said I wouldn't be successful. Well, I, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too that. I don't. It, it's like uh, no rebel against that stuff that's going on in your mind and get it done. And I want to give a huge shout out to Rumble. Um, we had over 500 people in Rumble. Um, and they featured us on their front page. So yeah. big shout out over there to Rumble. We still have um, like right now. Yeah, really close. Yeah, cool. close to <laughs> close to 200 people over there. Um, pretty awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Rumble. So I, I have, you know, I haven't started posting content on, on Rumble. I, I need to get a hold of them and say what's up and and uh, and introduce myself because I would love to. Love to work uh, with yeah, guys. they would probably love to have you because um, they, they're doing some things over there. They're doing something and they really want a different uh, set of content. Uh, they started off with a lot of political stuff. It's and very now political, it's like, yeah. they're like, let's just do things over there. So when people like me and others show up and we talking different, it's like, hey, let's just see if we can get that in the mix. So I appreciate them um, over there featuring. I don't know if they did that or just because of it was stuttering Craig. I'll probably... <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, it, uh, I'll say if you know anybody over there, I would love to love to love an introduction. Oh yeah, yeah, I I get I, I get them I get them your information. Uh, so I get they they would love that. Yeah. So let's see. Oh, we have another question. I was about to pull out the top ten. Okay, okay. let's see. Let's let's get into the question <laughs> from my man Captain Hereno for two dollars. Biggest regret or missed opportunity? Yeah, awesome with a question. game controller. Look at that. So. Yeah, you know, biggest regret, or doesn't have to be both, or was there a missed opportunity? Yeah, there's there's several tons. Um, probably the biggest being that we didn't have the resources to be able to pay the people that we worked with, mm. right? Um, specifically our partners. Like when you think of uh, the people, I'm gonna see if I can pull this off because there's a. Uh, um, there's a list of like the screw attack partners that we worked with and it's, it's legitimately like a, like a who's who of content creators online. Okay. So, um, the completionist game theory, game overthinker, uh, peanut butter gamer, uh, angry video game nerd, right? Like uh, black nerd comedy. So these are, these are creators that all have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Right. And they all kind of got their start on screw attack. Um, specifically, there was a meeting. I'll, I'll I'll give you one specific, one specific meeting that I really wish I I could have hired these guys. I sat down in a Whataburger with Peanut Butter Gamer, and I it was somebody else. I don't quite remember who it was. I but I think it was JonTron. And Peanut Butter Gamer and JonTron were like, "We want to work for Screw Attack." And I was like, I would love for
for you to work with Screw Attack. Now, this is not who they are today or who yeah. they would be. This is they're just a couple guys, super talented. I'd seen them in our community. They were community members, uh, G1s as we called them. And I didn't have any money to pay them. Like if I if I hired them, I'd have to, I'd have to fire somebody. Yeah. And um, you know, I think looking back, did that suck for Screw Attack? Yes. Did it suck that we weren't able to pay uh, the creators that we worked with? Yeah. I mean, ScrewTag was essentially a, a, a billboard for, for other people. Um, but it worked at the time. Um, but I think for, for those guys in particular, it was like an excellent situation because it forced them to go get it. It forced them to kind of, you know, to go, go and do their thing. And they launched their own website and stuff. And it was, it was great. Like they did awesome. Um, so my, you know, in retrospect, yes, or, or I guess the biggest regret or biggest missed opportunity was not being able to pay. Um, yeah. like it wasn't like I didn't want to, I just literally couldn't yeah. afford to pay people to work with. And, uh, I think about kind of the, the monumental shift of, if screw attack was able to keep like, even just those creators on screw attack, um, you know, screw attack may still be around today, you know, who knows? Mm. So there it is. All right. Take a deep breath. Maybe sip a soda. <laughs> I got soda and, and my uh, and my energy drink here. <laughs> Let's go. Double sip. Because now I have put together the Ooh. ultimate NES video game. It's the ultimate. So everybody else who disagrees with me is wrong. All right. So mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there. Well, but, I mean. Uh, I will I, say this, though. Okay. Before you continue. Okay. If you have a different one and you're listening Put it in the comment section below. I'm curious to see uh, what everybody's what everybody's list is. What were you gonna say, Craig? Well, before I, I, it's NES now. Sometimes people bleed in the the super in there. Got to remember, it's the old giant cartridges you had to blow on, you know, to make them work. I don't and, understand and, how you could potentially bleed Super Nintendo into NES if you if you know anything <laughs> about what you're doing. You, uh, it's one has Nintendo and the other has Super in front of it. I mean, it's I'm like, just saying when they <laughs> pick games, like, people are idiots. Um, now I'll yeah. say this though, you know, you you may look. The the, the reality is is this is that you may think that your list is right, Jay, mm. but I am the true authority on mm. all lists. I have been for 15, 16 years, right? I will remain to be, and I will be the ultimate decider of okay. if your of if your list is truly valid or not. And this is why I brought you here. This is why I went high and low to the toppest of the mountains to the lowest of the sea get stuttering craig on here to rate the list yep here we go give it to look me. at everyone in the chats already posting a couple of their games i see I'm you. listening i'm listening all right number 10 <clears throat> the legend of oh! no 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 no, no. <laughs> before you even get it out wrong wait, no, wait 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 okay look they're this... saying craig is the bar man they're like they're, they're they got it so number well, 10 out. okay you have legend of zelda at number 10 yeah why like that's the thing you, you, you throw it in, you throw out like numbers you throw it, you got to be able to justify all right so the first legend of zelda was uh i got confused because you had to figure out the routine it was like the same square that went around and then you figured out the routine and then Aww. yeah that's exactly so I, was, I wasn't down i was like i needed I, I gotta go man i gotta go legends of zelda so, so that was it so but you figured it out eventually right you got you, did you get the sword and everything I got how I figured it out was <laughs> good, good for you. I had to get the magazine uh -huh. and 
you know, read where they say up, up, left, left, up, up, right, right, up, up, like all that stuff. So did you have you eventually beat it? Did you beat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) One summer, man, it was like the whole thing. Okay. Um, It was me and my brother. We did all these things together. And when I got like confused, he, he came in. Number nine is Duck Hunt. It's the first game with a gun, man. <laughs> Everybody loved you, Duck motherfucker. <laughs> you put Duck Hunt in front of Zelda? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Dude, everybody wanted to be a gangster, man. Like, so we had the guns. It was like, it, it, <laughs> it's like, how fast can you get that little bird? Like, and it was like, Duck Hunt was it, man. Everybody I, came over to play Duck Hunt. They just wanted to shoot stuff. It was like, I mean, duck look, hunt. Duck Hunt was cool, but it was better than Zelda. All right. So, like, when you're poor and you finally get an NES, you get Duck Hunt. So, you just put hours into that game before you could, like, go buy another game. That's how it is. Did you Everyone's find, <laughs> did you find that, uh, did, did you find the Duck Hunt dog annoying before it became cool to make him be, him be annoying? I I didn't. I I like I loved it all. I love uh, spaceships. I, would, I love like getting real close to the TV screen and just just fast as you can pull the trigger. Did uh, you play did you play Hogan's Alley? Uh maybe. You know Hogan's Alley? It's I Hogan's Alley was like the it was like a shooting range type game where you where you shoot the gun as well. I didn't I didn't play that. Yeah, you, you shoot bad guys in it. It, was, it. it couldn't be made today, it'd be too problematic. <laughs> uh backyard. For 10, says Craig Schooling J on Retro Games. Let's go. Thank you for the $10. Oh, my goodness. All right. Good to see you back here, Tardis. Thank you for the $10. Uh, people are saying, I knew people would get mad. All right, here we go. Well, did you uh, play? Did you at least play? You said everybody wanted to play Duck Hunt. Did you at least know that the second player controlled the ducks? No, we didn't find that out till later. <laughs> did not know that till later on that you could control it with the controller. Oh my! When you found that out, we were like, "Call the gang back, man! Let's play again." Listen, right. Duck Hunt is a game too that you can't play today unless you have the original. Like now, you got a CRT can, TV. Yeah, you can get the Switch, you know, and you could play some of the old games and stuff like that. But Duck Hunt is like it's gone, man. You all have right, to like get right. like the old big TV. And yeah. all that stuff and put it together just to, and then we play so much like the, the gun would be all messed up. You had to go get another gun. Then they sold like, you can go to like alternative stores and get like uh, the alternative guns that you were get, like oh, the, th- the third party shit, shit ones. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So number right. eight. Okay. Excite bike. Okay. All right. Excite bike was fun. Cause like, again, like, yeah, I remember me and my brother, like it would just be okay. a constant battle. You know, so games did, like that were important. Were you, did you make your own courses on Excite Bike? Because that had an edit feature for the first time. We that did. was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I loved Excite Bike a lot. That was, that was a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's number eight, uh, but all right. All right. Number seven, Castlevania original. Okay. All right. All right. Listen, uh, listen, there, there's so much good. By the way, I'm writing these down. Just so you know, I'm writing them down as you give them to me because I'm I'm trying to justify these. All right, it's no problem. I, I, I'm going to hold off on, on my judgment on these because right. because I don't know what's ahead of them. Because but when you at this point, right, this is like falling into a giant Scrooge McDuck vault, right? <laughs> you're you're gonna find some gold in there somewhere, right? So at this point, I mean, you could piss yourself and you'd be just fine. I mean, so, you could you could. 
you could argue Castlevania two, three. I like them all. I just kind of put. Ca- I love Castlevania. I put Castlevania number seven, number six. No, 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 no. All right, no, I'm no, doing no, the first no, one because no, the first one was a, always love, man. Take right, a step back. Take, take a step back. Take a step back. You can't. All right, Castlevania you, one. I'm keeping no, that. Don't, 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 stop, 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 You can't say you can include Castlevania two in there. You can't include <laughs> Castlevania two in there. It's a totally different type of game. It's true. There's like Castlevania one and Castlevania three. Then Castlevania two. It's like pumped. Zelda two. Like Zelda two was. I, I loved the second Zelda. See, see, Jabez knows. You know, yeah. Laughing at you for Castlevania two. Lord. Okay. I'm just saying I enjoyed the series. The first Castlevania. All right. Uh, yeah. Number six, the original. The first Super Mario Brothers game that came okay. with the game. All right. That took forever, and you found out the little pipes that could that could uh, you know speed up your process and all the little tricks. All right, number five, Excellent. Super Mario three. <gasps> Super How? Mario Brothers three okay. was really that that game like was. That's number wholesome. five on your list. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, do you have like Miyamoto's like like personal beta <laughs> library of games in front of this? Like. Uh, what do you have in front of Super Mario <laughs> Brothers three right now? Hold on, l- let right. me let me see. What, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me just try to think. Okay, <sighs> let me try to guess your top five. Okay, right. just based off of like amazing games. Uh, Mega Man. Nope. Metroid. <laughs> no. Kid Icarus. Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Okay. Tetris. No. Final Fantasy. Nope. Batman. No. <laughs> Blaster Master. No. <laughs> By all means, please you gotta let me partake, partake right. with your entry. Number Ninja four. Turtles. No. Number okay. four, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. Okay. One of the hardest games I've ever played in my life back in the day where you only got three lives. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Three lives to finish the game, man. Yeah. That's it. All Legit. Right. Number mm-hmm. number three, Contra. Did I say Contra? Did I say Contra? No, okay, no, no. I, I, I I meant to say Contra. Okay, yes, Contra is great. Contra. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A yeah. start. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tecmo Bowl. Hold on, you 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 gotta like <laughs> you gotta puff out your chest. You're at number two at this point. You gotta let people know. Number two, motherfucking Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl, Bo man. Jackson running Bo his Jackson, Marcus the screen. Allen. That's the that's the we could not play with Oakland. That's the we couldn't play with Oakland or the Giants when we played against each other. Or we would be like, all right, we got to hit the random button, okay. and hopefully you didn't get stuck, uh, you know, with the Cardinals or something like that. You know, I didn't mind being the Dolphins. Dan Marino like never threw a pick, even when it, when people were being guarded, uh, it was awesome. But uh, Tecmo Bowl, man, hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The chat is turning on me. You guys, my number one, <laughs> number one. And and anybody pick anything else, they're dead wrong. I mean, dead wrong. Number one is Mike Tyson's punch out. All right. <laughs> I love punch out. Dude, I was the only kid in the neighborhood that could beat Mike Tyson. Kids would come over to my home. And we would have, like, they're watching me do this, man. They're watching me, right? And I'd get the Mike Tyson, and it's like, he would beat me, like, you know, 20 out of, uh, you know, I'd beat him once out of every 20 times. But still, 
we would finally get there. And it's like that one time you beat him, you go to school the next day and everyone's like, he beat Mike Tyson, everyone. He figured out. And it's just like, you know, Did, Mike Tyson's punch out. Do you know my personal history of Mike Tyson's punch out? Are no. you aware of this? No. And I see super chats. I'm going to read them real quick. Uh, well, I can't beat it today, though. I can't beat Mike Tyson. I try, but let's hear your personal history. So, speaking of SGC and the convention, um, at one point, I scheduled something just called 007-373-5963. That is the code to get to Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. For those of you who don't know. That is, that Say is that the code. one more time. 007-373-5963. That is the code to get to Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out. And I went out with the sole intention of beating. It was me, Mike Tyson's punch out and a TV on a stage in an open auditorium. Right. And my gameplay was, was shot on a screen. Right. And the sole intention was to beat Mike Tyson. Right. I played Mike Tyson's punch out from 10 PM to 4 a.m. for six hours. Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch. That's it. That's all I needed to do. I played it for six hours. The, the crowd started with like 100 people. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, there's like 700 people in this room <laughs> watching me try to beat Mike Tyson's punch out to the point to where at 4 a.m., we just call it a night. Call it a night. But then like over the next year, it becomes this thing of lore toward the next SGC. I schedule it again in the middle of the night. I play for two hours in front of a room of a thousand people chanting my name, chanting every time Mike Tyson gets knocked down. One, two, three. Everyone's yeah. chanting, going crazy. Eventually, in the most bizarre of all circumstances, after like two and a half hours of playing, I beat Mike Tyson via a, via a uh, TKO, a TKO, yeah. which is something that doesn't happen, a technical yeah. knockout. Oh, no, no, it was, it was through a decision. I'm sorry. I beat him through a decision, which is like doesn't happen. I made it all three rounds, and I literally get picked up and carried around the convention center on people's shoulders as they're like chanting. It was, it was amazing, amazing. So anyways... I have a long history with Mike Tyson's punch out long history. I hate Mike Tyson's punch out, but I can now <laughs> beat Mike Tyson. I, and uh, every once in a while, people will, will ask me to beat Mike Tyson's punch out. I actually have the copy of Mike Tyson's punch out um, oh. from, from that, from that event. And um, it's, it was, it was amazing. But yes. As Nick says, just like Rudy, it was just like Rudy. See, I, was that, like, I think that would be your highest moment uh, ever. Uh, it, it, was, that... it was pretty good. That that's the problem today. It's like you play punch out. Mike Tyson's not allowed to be in the game anymore. You got to get the old the Mr. old ones Dream. that still exist. Um that game, man, I just remember you got that square controller and your thumb, you know, playing autumn hours, you would come with like a giant blister on your thumb, you know, wrapped up in whatever. But I just I'll never forget that. Forget yes. Mike Tyson. But see, you got to the point like that People got to the point with that game that they could play it blindfolded. Yes. Have you seen that? Where it's like they just know the sound. They know like – and that was the beauty of – for me, like the NES games was when, – when you got older, it's kind of like 
they had they each had a rhythm. It's like playing a song. And if you figured out the rhythm of the game, it just came really it the game started to come real easy as far yes. as like NES game. And in my opinion, and so Mike Tyson too was kind of like you figure out when to blink, when he's gonna do it, and and it just got onto a rhythm. And pretty soon you're just talking to your friends while you're beating, you know, King Hippo and all that stuff like that. Like it's not no big deal. Can you uh, can you watch video uh, on on your podcast? Or, or do you yeah, do that? I can. So I just I'm sending you a link in the private chat. All right. This is this is uh this is that finale. This is at SGC 2015. This is the year that I actually knocked him out. This is the following year. This is the third time I did it because I needed to go back for redemption. Now, I did this one actually pretty quick, but you can just kind of see the reaction to this. Um, when it when it happens this was uh in front of people like you can see how in into this people were uh this was really really fun at this point i had uh been knocked down by mike tyson 79 times and i knocked him down four times uh and i was should you i know, started at any particular uh i i sent you there should be a time code in what i sent you um i think if you click the link it should should pull directly up at 8 35 so at the 8 35 mark in the video so um yeah i i messed it up so we'll go eight, eight minutes uh, 35 seconds yeah we'll give it a little bit more sure a little bit more juice there let me sure. uh make it big all right here we go you had to play on that big screen man yep well no see I, you notice i'm playing at the screen that's it's being projected up on oh that- i see i see oh you got knocked out <laughs> so, so go in and just reset it This is the super cut here. You got him. Well, this is just the first knockout. I got lucky with the second knockout. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Crowd's into it. Look at him go there's the TKO right there. You took out Mike Tyson. It was it was pretty good. So this is the following year. You get rushed by the crowd, obviously. People going crazy. It was fun, man. It was really good. And like that's that to me is the type of moment. Guy with his shirt off, still everybody suck it. It's like <laughs> suck it, Mike Tyson. You know, but that's the those are the type of moments that that I think are missing in gaming today. You you don't get that from playing online games and esports, you know. Um, some of the best content in online period is just people challenging themselves and making, you know, beating a ridiculously stupid hard game like Mike Tyson. Um, but it's it's awesome, man. Anthony says, I got goosebumps just watching that. That, is, that was sick. <laughs> Real quick, let me uh uh let's see, let's see what we got here. Um my man backyard again for five dollars says Jay doesn't know he's platforming Jesus on his show. Ooh, look at that! That's uh, that's my that's my nickname. Uh, platform <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm excellent at platform video games. Like uh, it, when it comes to Mario games, getting from point A to point B and jumping in between, I'm I'm pretty damn good. Uh, my man, how you say that name? Jay. Uh, is it Jay? Yeah. Hey Jay and Craig, great duo. I didn't want to mess it up. I didn't want to mess up. I, I have a ter- thank you for the two dollars again, my man. The captain again for two dollars. Greg gonna throw hands next time he sees Jay. LOL. 
uh, gonna, from my top 10 list. He's going to walk up and <laughs> slap you. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like, like, uh, the get the, the, all right. So the games that I had picked, all right, see, look, we, we spent like 15 minutes on Tyson alone. Right. Yeah. But the games that I picked, a lot of them were because I had great memories with my playing with my brother, which is 100%. what you said, like what makes video games awesome. Um, some of these other games too were they had such an, a nice uh progression. Like Tecmo Bowl, it started off easy where they let you win like the first four games, and then all of a sudden you're like, Holy crap, what the <laughs> everyone's everyone's running at the speed of light. I can't get this going. Um, so those were always those were always uh those were always fun yeah. uh as well. I duck hunt I liked it because of the gun action. Like that was I thought that was unique at the time. So and the Super yeah. Mario's, you know, always. But again, like back, like you said, like even watching Mike Tyson, I remember like this. We we played the game with this nearby because it was like once you got beat, it's like get that freaking code, man. Like yeah, like, we gotta, I'm not gonna do the jogging through Brooklyn anymore. And <laughs> it's it that was such a unique feature for a lot of games too, because like you look at Ninja Gaiden, and um, from what I remember, it's just three and out. Like you died I, three times. Think- I don't I think, think you got ex- you might have been able to get like one or two extra lives if you did something, mm-hmm. but there was no like save feature like there is now. There was no like now we have like five modes. Trust me, I know they have like you know the ultimate. If you're the ultimate gamer mode, then it's like normal. Then it's like uh, okay, just a little below normal. Then it has on you're gonna beat the game no matter how you play it mode because that's that's how I play now. Right. So it's like they have that where it's just it's all completely different. Um, but but yeah, yeah. Video, seeing that like that God, they brought back. You're absolutely right. That that there's something with these video games when, when people just came together and it was like you were just you were really there fighting Mike Tyson mm-hmm. and you yeah. were the underdog. And and you couldn't do it, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, there's a chance he could do this, and it was, uh, it it was it was such a different experience. So the the first year I did it, I came out in like a full little Mac pink jumpsuit, you know, and <laughs> and and wore that the entire time. And uh, I remember being on stage and just being so defeated, and I was sweaty and exhausted because you're on stage and everyone's watching you, everyone's and all you want to do is you just want to like do it and and the thing it's just that's why you schedule at the end of the night because you don't know how long it's going to go you know and uh it's it was it was great man so which okay so here's some fun questions and people in the chat i'd love to see your answer as well um before the console um some of the young people might not notice but we had to put money in the machine (laughs) if we wanted to play the games so was there was was there a particular game that like if you had fifty bucks of quarters, who had fifty dollars with a quarter? I know I saw I just throwing that out there. We, we usually had four quarters and we had to, yeah, we had fifty bucks of quarters and it was like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dump all this into this one game or maybe maybe two, like uh, what who's getting your money? I, I'll go. For, I'll yeah. tell you what I, I'll tell you what I spent a ton of money on was um um. That when they when they got the four game gauntlet, because I thought that was cool because I could play with my friends, you know. It's like Valkyrie's about to die. Right. Draft Slayer was like the first health, game. right? Right. Uh the first cartoon like game. Mm-hmm. Um I love Dragon's Lair. I don't know what it was. It just was like such a cool different thing to see. Uh so that and 
the uh, Ninja Turtles game where you could play all four that had all my money all the time. Right. So yeah, that's me. Well, so any beat em up of that era was was pretty fun to play. I mean, beat em ups were that was like those were designed beat em ups were designed to take your money, right? Back in the day, obviously. These youngins in the chat. Right. <laughs> Fortunately, that, I missed that I wasn't born yet. But that's that's why you have us to tell you about it, right? Yeah. And um so for me, the game that took most of my money, and I say took, I use that endearingly because I feel like I gained something from it, but that was Street Fighter 2, like Street mm. Fighter 2 Championship Edition in particular. Um, I had, um, there was a video store up where I lived, a local video store, and they had a, uh, a, a arcade Street Fighter 2 specifically Champions Edition. And I would go up there and that's how I learned to play Street Fighter. And for me, I think the beautiful thing about arcade games in particular, and I mentioned this several times in the past, but arcade games in particular, they are a great unifier in video games. When you go to a place, you can sit down and you can play somebody in Street Fighter, or you can play somebody, you can play with somebody in uh, Ninja Turtles, and you get to know them immediately. Like if I'm playing yeah. you in Street Fighter, I get to know your personality. I know if you're yeah. passive. I know if you're aggressive. I know if you shit talk. I know, you know, I get to know you mentally. Um, like, uh, and it, it's it's really pretty amazing. And I that's what I love about arcade games. Um, whereas, uh, you know, nowadays, you know, you can play Fortnite or Apex or, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. And you, and you play with your group and you can obviously learn a lot, lot about people that way. Uh, but there's still a, a giant barrier of entry. And you, you generally, you know, the people you're playing with, if you're talking to them. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, Dude, it's just... It, it just was so, but still, it's just so different. Like Steve says here, I'd mow yards for arcade money. You yeah. get, you'd get whatever money you had, you'd go to the arcade and then you'd eat like crappy pizza, you know, right. after you were done. Uh, some of, some of these games on this list were fantastic. Some, somebody said Terminator 2. With the dual, yeah, that took a lot of my money as well. I remember that. Um, man, so the Simpsons, that was a, that was another good one as well. Yeah, um, especially I, I if you got near the end and you're pumping quarters in, you're like, I got three quarters left and we're almost done. <laughs> Sometimes people yeah. would be like, I got you, brother. I got you, man. Finish this game. I want to see the ending. I want to finish this deal. game. It was so cool when that happened. You know, people would show up. No, 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 it's on me. All right. Um, and they would be like, uh, um, I remember this guy, we were playing gauntlet and we were getting close, like to the end, this guy put in another dollar for me. He goes, well, if you get to this far, my name goes on the initials, you know, you had to leave. Cause I usually <laughs> leave J a Y right. Instead of like, you know, the, your initials of your name. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I would like, all right, you put a dollar and I'll leave your initials if we get so high. But that was like such a beautiful thing. Look at this. We have the founder of geese and gamers. Given a dollar, nice. Put put a dollar, <laughs> putting a dollar on there on the on the on the arcade machine up here, just popping it up there. I got next. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what's what's funny though? Uh, you mentioned the Simpsons, right? Like, there's so much Thank there's you, so much DJ. joy and play in that. I I actually so I just started a weekend series on Saturday mornings called Saturday Morning Video Games. That's what it's called. So that's like the intro. Um, where I play, I do like a long play of like a, a classic game. And I just did the Simpsons this past Saturday. It was like episode one of this. So um, if anybody wants to see me play through the Simpsons, you can find it on my channel, youtube.com. Yeah. And we'll have those in the descriptions as well. So you can check that out. Um, 
<clears throat> but big shout out to geeks and gamers. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jeremy. I know he's on a long road trip and he only gave a dollar. <laughs> After I, I plug I plug geeks and gamers at the beginning of all these podcasts real quick, a rumble rant over on uh, rumble. It's, it's been awesome to be featured on the front page over there. That that's uh that's, that's pretty awesome. Still have way over a hundred people watching nice. um, from what you're paying. Is that, is I say that right? He says, thanks for streaming to rumble for a $5 rumble rent. We also got Christopher, our seller for $2 His arcades at showbiz Plaza. Glorious memories. Absolutely. Chris. Absolutely. Wait, showbiz, I, showbiz Plaza. Yeah. Showbiz pizza where a kid can be a kid. Showbiz. Oh, my bad. I'm like reading two things <laughs> twice. Look at that. He had to even correct me on my super chat. That's that's how it is. Uh, Mr. Tickle Trunk for $2 since a super sticker with a little, I think that's a fox with hearts. So thank you for that. Yeah, my bad, Chris. Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> Chris, we I got had you. Uh, we had a place where I, because I grew up in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. We had a place called Time Out. And it was, uh, it was in the mall. And yet they so- sold uh, slushies and, and pizza slices that were probably kill you if you ate it today um and like pretzels right 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 i, I think uh, there's there's some simple joy to that you know like the uh-oh. idea of going to the arcade and hearing hearing uh hearing the sounds of of the arcade and the smell oh of the man the lights everything and then the lineups for the good games uh, i don't like to insult my guests or i don't like people in the chat insulting my guests oh, insult away uh, uh, yeah, but this guy right here, D-Day Cobra, says he's going to destroy Craig in Mario Kart this Sunday. I apologize for his rudeness. He only gave a dollar. I shouldn't have even hit, highlighted the message. I agree. I, I don't even know who that guy is. It's ridiculous. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'll say this. People they just want to talk trash, man. That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a giant big trash bag. They want to they dunk on me. Um, I Yeah, so I, um, I'm going to play Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Sunday night with you guys next week or this coming week, which is very exciting. Um, I have not played the game in probably two years. Um, but with that said, um, I look forward to just dunking all over. Apparently Jeremy's pretty good. Is he good? He had a rough night last night and mm. he even let me, I even won, which is a rarity. And uh, so when, when I, when I'm winning at Mario Kart, it's, it's a rough day for the uh, CEO of mm. geeks and gamers so mm. you know so he he's he's been a little rusty lately i well, don't know if he'll recover but you know it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where everybody has their one game right everybody has yeah. their game that they're good at you know and that's fine you, you can have your cute little mario kart game that's fine that's i'll take i'll take the rest of the million games that i play and you you can have mario kart does that sound good that's what i always <laughs> say to jeremy i was like you can have your mario kart uh, see, he's crying in the chat again. He said, I had the most wins overall. I had the most uh, wins overall, guys. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> nah, Jeremy, Jeremy's really good, actually. Know, uh, the Mystery 809 for $2 is Time Crisis 2. It's a goodie. If you like shooting things, it's fun. Man, I, we would always like play whatever and then we take a break and go to the basketball you know put a dollar in the basketball game yeah to kind of like stretch it out a little bit <laughs> yeah dude there's a there's a game called rage in the cage rage in the cage mm. and the idea was if you scored a high enough score you would actually win a basketball 
Um, I thought that was the coolest really? thing in the world. Yes. Yeah. You'd have to score like a hundred points. It was like next to impossible. Uh, but every once in a while you'd see somebody like leave with a little mini basketball and that was the coolest. I mean, that's something yeah. that would actually still exist today because like traditional arcade games don't, they're, they're not profitable. So that like redemption games and games where you win tickets and stuff, those are still uh, big money makers in arcades. But um, yeah, first of all, before I even get to this comment, um, there is I, I, there is no way Jeremy can beat me at Tecmo Bowl. There is no way See, he can have. That, like you said, he could. That was that's on my that's my number two on my list. That's listen. number two on my list. But how I play one on one. So the and there, there could be crying. Is okay. You got to hit random. Okay. And someone on. might get the super team. Someone might not. But it's a random thing. They, they, now he says he wants to one onesie one you at at Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I don't worry about that. What I what I'm worried about. This is this is what I want to see. All right. This is my proposal right now. It's happening right now on your podcast. I need a yes or no from both of you right now. Right now. Jay. Versus Jeremy, Tecmo Super Bowl. I'll host it on my channel. I will treat it like it's a sporting event. I will call play-by-play on it. Like, once again, I have a degree in journalism. I can make anything hype. I will call it like it's the most intense game in the world. Okay? We do this thing. Uh, we can be on Geeks and Gamers. I don't care. I, I, it, I, it can be on whatever, whatever you want it to be on, right? We set this up. We make this happen. We make it like a best two out of three. Something like that. Because the games are pretty quick, right? I'll call it. Treat it just like it's a real sporting event. We'll have like a, you know, we can maybe get Gary in to be like a color commentary or something, you know, whatever. And and we treat this like it's a big fucking deal because it is a big fucking deal. You know why he won't agree to that? Even though I say yes, is I'm not a big enough YouTuber for him to have on his channel. So once I get to like a certain number, he'll do it. But... uh you know. Fucking A, let's go! <laughs> right there, it's in the list, let's go! Wait, he said Super Tech Mobile or regular? He said Super. Okay, okay. I, 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 can, I can deal with that, I can deal with that. That's the Super Nintendo version. Jeremy, just, I, I, I want clarity. Is this Super Tech Mobile or is this the NES or Super Nintendo version? Yeah. We need to know. Well, then don't text and drive, man. We need you. <laughs> I don't want you getting hurt. We're, we're going to set this up. We're going to make this thing happen. This is this is how content is made. This is how you make wonders. Gonna, uh, so what he'll do is he'll have a backup plan. So when people don't want to watch me, they'll uh, <laughs> he'll bring somebody else in. Okay. Or basically, you get the winner. How about like that's probably what he'll say. It's like I, I have no interest in this. I I want I <laughs> I am. I played Super Tech Mobile like once, right? What, like, yes, he would destroy me in Super Tech Mobile. Maybe I don't know. He says but, Super NES. There okay, Super Ni- Super Nintendo. It is okay. So we do Super Nintendo. How we right? figure out how we could do that through our Switch? Yeah, I think you we can. can. We can make that work. If and listen, figure if, that out. You, you know what we do? Let me tell you exactly what we do. Jeremy's talking about like we're getting we're getting a house together, getting a house and oh, do it at the house. Florida. Okay, okay, you, listen, yeah, yeah. You fly me in, fly me yeah. in, treat this like it's. In, I'm telling you. This is this is why you you have this house. That'll give me a month of practice. Okay. Yes, exactly. Like, and you start promoting it right now. You set it. Well, maybe not right now. Maybe you start promoting it in January, right? You set a date. This becomes a giant thing. Hell, we even put it on pay per view. I whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you I hey, you make it. this. Yeah, you know, we we can turn this into something special. 
I love it. I'm love down. It. I'm down. So that that'll be uh that'll be a January thing. January, we'll just, February. We'll kick off the content house with a Super Nintendo Bowl tournament. I love it. <laughs> Krampus uh, says he just wants a plane ticket. Yeah, I really want to. <laughs> yes, I really. Please go. fly me out there for a day or two just for the plane ticket. Jeremy please. is literally looking at houses right now in Orlando. We could book this for late January, hopefully. And then you know what? You know what we'll do. All right, this is what we'll do. Since we're since we're live in front of hundreds of people, because Jeremy, I don't know if you know this, but Rumble put me on their uh, front page, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. The uh, we'll do the tournament. Then uh, I'll take you to Universal Studios. I can get some uh, content with you, riding rides and stuff Who, like me? that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you kidding me? I'm going to squeeze this lemon for all it's worth. Listen. And then we'll like. <laughs> you, you, you let me. Like, I, I got this. I, I, I run I want, the theme I'm... park channel for G&G. That, that'd, be, uh, Garen, that'd be Jeremy's dream. He'll keep me on for another month. See, look, he's like, yes. So it'd look. be like. I'd be like, all right, I'll get him here. We'll play the game. I'll let you win, Jeremy, but I'll get him on the theme park stuff, so you'll be happy. <laughs> I'm on board with all this. Okay, We're, we're going to make this thing happen. Well, Steve is right. You need four cameras, one in the game, one on each face. Then you, then you have the play-by-play guy. You send it down to the sideline. You know, maybe you got Krista down there. Uh, she, she's, she's like, what's going on, Jay? How are you feeling about that player? Well, Jeremy really beat my ass out. Right, what's going on, Jeremy? Blah, blah, blah. You, know, you talk with the coaches. Like, this is all great. It's all excellent. We're gonna, we're gonna make this some, thing happen. I can get some girls in bikinis too if we want to go all out. I'm just saying. Does, doesn't Christy Mayer know? I, don't, I haven't met Christy, but doesn't she know a lot of porn stars? <laughs> Isn't that her thing? Doesn't she know a lot of people? Yeah, so do I. I oh, okay. Give, well, I mean, we, we me, being I a married, can, I can give them a call. <laughs> being a married man with two uh, two girls, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not, not not you know, but maybe we just. I know use them the because in-house. of the show. Just don't get it twisted, everyone. I know them because of the show. You know them so, from your online viewing history. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Backyard says, Craig, make it happen. He streamed using a VCR. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the $2. Uh, thank you guys for the love. Uh, also, Jeremy's like pretty sure you're going to be seeing a lot more of Craig hanging out with the G&G crew. Um, all right. Pretty that sure. Sounds, sounds good. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll be- it, it all it all hit. It all hinges on this football idea. <laughs> it's a super tech mobile. Yep. Uh, yeah, look, girls in bikinis make a app. I'm just go. saying, like, that's how I used to be. Man. That's how I used to be. Well, he- here's here's the thing, man. Like, <laughs> like, I know a lot has changed in the last decade or so when it comes to the internet. You know what hasn't changed? Guys. I know. <laughs> guys, I, I'm going to, like, here's a big Men spoiler. Men have not changed. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Guys still like boobs. <laughs> right I'm just gonna, really it's it's been a constant for throughout history and then they're like one day that twitter happened and it was like no oh <laughs> you know like that, that's the thing i i i'm a um i'm a firm believer that i'm just the common man and i am an i'm an extension of the common man and uh because i i have a pretty good understanding of what the average guy likes <laughs> and i know that for a fact that the average guy like boobs and video games and sports and and you know chicken wings and pizza and everything in between yeah, yeah i yeah. i'm with you on that i mean i don't i don't mean to brag okay <laughs> <laughs> but these are what the ladies think about what me. were your thoughts on drug 3po okay i have to be honest i thought he was maybe more handsome in person um he's a gentleman he's very smooth you know 
he's a ladies man what what can i say i'm back to my shades okay. drunk good morning drunk uh so you guys don't know drunk people is uh the sexiest man on youtube he's probably gonna clip this later but i don't care can i tell them who the hell's that who are those ladies that you're more beautiful in person than you are. are you on, muted? Uh, they just YouTube. Hey, good for That's you. Gina, Gina Carano. That was Gina. That's Gina right there. <laughs> well, go, go back, go back. Hold on. To Gina the first Carano. One. The first one was Gina. Oh no, no, no! These are the Force of Light girls. Yeah. So who's Force of Light? They're YouTubers. What were um, your thoughts on Drug Three PO? Okay. All right. I- I'm not. I'm not familiar with them. I, I need to know because that's. Hey, good for you. The second one was Anna, that Star Wars girl, and then, okay, and you know that's all. Okay, Daddy I love the dragon. That's all. Hey, I, everyone gets I'm, so mad when I play that stuff, but I love it. <laughs> I think that's great. Good for you. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Look, yeah, we can get hey, them all down. We can get them all down, everybody. Own it, down. love it, embrace it. Yeah, I love I everything about once, that. You know, I, who know, who knows? <laughs> That's great, once. man. I love but it. So that, so now that we've done all that, uh, that's pretty awesome. So I want to thank my guests. Are we done? We, I mean, I, I, I'm an hour thirty in. I, I can go a little bit longer if you want. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, <laughs> no, I, no. I know there was like that's what we agreed on, but um, no, no, this, this is good. This is good. Uh, what, whatever. He approved, we, he approved my top ten. Just so y'all know, he did. No, I didn't. Any, oh no, no. I let, you don't want to sneak that in there at the. No, no, uh, hold, let, Jay, look, I, I'm literally going to show you this. Your top ten right. is literally in my trash. Literally. <laughs> I thought you. Would, what would you? Uh, what would you trade? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's literally like here's your list. It, I put it in what, the what trash. Would you, how would you change it? What is okay. your number? All right. What's your number three? Hey, don't don't. If it's it could have changed over the years, people have a right to change their mind and change their opinion. NES so, only, just yeah, give me yeah, a three. Yeah. So you didn't have a single Mega Man game on your list. No, I did not. You didn't have a Metroid game on your list. I, I couldn't a, find a, a place to put it in. A game that literally created an entire genre: Metroid, Metroidvanias. Yeah, right. You had Castlevania on there. You didn't include the highest, like one of the most popular franchises in history, Tetris. Right, I, I Tet- couldn't stand the Tetris, man. I couldn't stand puzzle making. I couldn't do it. Okay, all right. And just, the fact- that was just me. It wasn't for everybody. It's like have- it's, it's like anxiety, man. Like when I was a little kid, I got this game where you like you turned a timer on and you had to put the pieces of the puzzles or it just pop up in your face. Like it just gave me like nightmares and anxiety. It was crazy. Sorry. I, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I'll say this: every game that you have on your list. Zelda, Duck Hunt, Psych Bike, Castlevania, Super Mario Bros., Mario 3, Ninja Gaiden, Contra, uh, Tecmo Bowl, and Punch-Out. They're all considered classics in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Right? Uh, I'll give you that. Now, now, if you were to, like, you know, I don't know, bust out, like, Wampum or something like that, which Wampum <laughs> is a fine game, but I don't know if it's a top 10 NES game. Like, I don't know. I, that's the beautiful thing about lists is everybody yeah, has their own list and everybody likes lists. But, you know, as the authority of all lists, it should look like this. Number 10, Kid Icarus. Okay. Ooh. Number nine, Batman. Number eight, Final Fantasy. Number seven, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Number six, Tetris. Number five, Contra. Number four, Mega Man 2. 
Mega Man, uh, and number three, Metroid, number two, Zelda, and number one, Mario 3. Now, that was, I would say, that was the list that we created at Screw Attack in 2007, mm. 15 years ago. And there have, been, there have been new NES games that have been released since then, but none worth cracking the top 10. So I will stick with that list. That's a good list. It's the best list. It's the best. Super Mario 3, number one. You say that like it's a shocking thing. Yeah, I was a little shocked that that would be number one. I, f- I figured that would be three, two or three. You like Zelda? The, the, you're talking original, the first Zelda game. Yeah, the first Zelda yeah. game, which which changed video games, changed video. Like Mario Three is not just considered the best game on the Nintendo Entertainment System. It may be the best video game of all time. Wow. Yes, it's e- like maybe a top five, like at least top, five, definitely top ten. It's crazy. Have you ever seen The Wizard? <laughs> no. Do you know that movie? That's where. Listen, I mentioned at the at the conventions um, having the mystery game as the final game in the tournament. That's where the idea of that came from. Was this movie called The Wizard? I encourage you to check it out. It's this movie from like the 80s. It has Fred Savage in it and Christian Slater. And they take their like kind of autistic brother who's like really good at video games to the video game world championship, oddly enough, at Universal Studios in in, uh, in California, in LA. And that is the first time the United States saw Super Mario Brothers 3 because it was the final game of the competition. If you ever get a chance to see that scene, just look up Super Mario Brothers 3, The Wizard. There's a it's I'm not the watch now because my chat is giving me crap. So I will oh yeah. I will that's, watch that film. As Chris pointed out, the power glove. Yes, the power glove was in it. That's the first time you saw the power glove. Uh, Lucas, the bad guy in the movie, he's the bad guy, video game guy. He plays the the rad racer with the power glove and he gets done and he goes, Have you ever seen the meme of the power glove? It's so bad. Yeah. Like that's where it came from. It's did so you have bad. one? A power I did have a power glove. Yes, I did. Never I mean, why, why would you not have a power glove? You know, like I don't know. I just I've that I never saw like the like I never saw the what I did have, though, what changed the way I played uh, Nintendo was the updated controllers that had like the turbo button already. Oh, yeah. The NES Max. Yeah. So when like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you would play like the Olympics. Yeah. And you could just outrun, just hold a button and just outrun instead of. Yep. yep, 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 yep. (laughs) Just constantly doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, Super Nintendo 3, the one on the top five. Wow, okay. You, I just, you say this I like remember, you're surprised. It, do you, do you, did you find it like kind of like when they went from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario Brothers 2 and you were like, what? Yeah, absolutely. When they had Every- to like pull up the rat. Is that right? Because I don't remember playing that game too much. It's like they had to pull up the radishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was such a... So, this is a, this is a topic for an entirely separate show. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. But, but we can go on about about so there there are several points of video game growth when you look at the video game history specifically from the nintendo on to today that you look at and you say there were some growth pains there and between mario 1 and mario 3 there was growth pains but you saw that with castlevania 2 you saw that with zelda 2 where they didn't know what the games were at that time so they took chances now 
with Mario 2 in particular, they knew what Mario was, right? But but you know, there's the whole story of Doki Doki Panic and all that stuff and and changing the Japanese game for the American audience, whatever, whatever. But you saw a lot of sequels on the Nintendo that were totally different games than what they were uh the, the first game. And I think that's kind of you know, it was it was the developers trying to figure things out, and maybe the game didn't sell as well as the first game. So they just so for the third game, they just went back to the original formula on it. So Anyways, it was uh, um, that that for me is I don't know that there's there's so much there. And then the other the other I call this video game puberty, which was like the N64 era where everything had to be 3D when it didn't need to be 3D, you know, and the, it looks all yes. shitty and polygony and stuff. That was like video game puberty where video games are trying to figure out where they're at and stuff. So anyways, that's uh, I liked Zelda 2, man. It was fine. I really like Zelda 2. Once you got that down attack, like you're you're good to mm-hmm. go, man. You could win the whole game. Uh let me let me get some of these super chats. And um again, thank you so much for your time. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. We got Robert, my man Robert for two. Be blessed. You both Jay and Craig. Jay's top ten is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to each their own, right? <clears throat> Backyard TARDIS has been very generous today. I appreciate your generosity, man. Says Force of Light are a cool podcast, Craig. Part of the same podcast network as me, the Red 5 Network. Yeah, a great group of podcasts over there at the Red 5 Network. Cool. Uh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, Force of Light, Michelle and Natalie, the, the two girls I showed you, they're, they're great friends of mine. Um, I, would, good I, I would love to meet them. Love to meet yeah, them. Good people. Backyard TARDIS for $2. Don't forget DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Great one. Great one. Uh, again, Backyard's Hardest again for 10. Says last one for me, but would love to see Craig visit the Salty Nerd podcast next. That's how I initially found Jay uh, as Drunk came to cover the Temple of Doom. Uh, I'm sure Craig would love to visit other people's podcasts. So Salty yeah. Nerd po- tell Salty Nerd podcast to reach out, even though they talk more movies. Um, but I'm sure it'll it'll work. I can out talk fine. movies. Um, thank you for being generous for the ten. You play piano, Jay? Yeah, I used to teach piano. Uh, too. I used to teach, uh, piano to kids that couldn't afford it, for years. So over the summer, so uh, I just play when I have nothing else to do. At this wow. point, but uh, yeah, good stuff. But stuttering Craig, thank you so much for joining us on the Welcome to Rebellion podcast. Yeah, man, this is uh, fun. All- his links i'm sure i'll have him back because we could talk video you know i could talk video games till the cows come home but well, uh, i try look, to keep it in a specific area because well we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot because here's the thing we have uh we're gonna set up the the big thing with uh the big super tech mobile matchup between between you and jeremy yeah right? we're gonna make that happen uh jeremy wants to do like a retro gaming podcast style thing i think that'd be pretty fun we do that on my channel and obviously you know, like, like, like I said, I'm, I'm looking for podcast host right now. I want to bring down. back bring back an old show. So, um, uh, but yeah, if anybody is available, please, you know, if you want to see more of me, you can go over to youtube.com slash stuttering Craig and my new channel where I talk news. It's called Craig Talks News. That's it. Very simple. Uh, please head over there and subscribe. I'm looking, I'm 12 subscribers away from 400 on Craig Talks News. And we are, and it will be in the descriptions wherever you're listening to this or watching this podcast. So check out the descriptions for everything, all things stuttering Craig and take care of that as soon as the podcast is over. So you're going to see a lot more. So maybe next time we'll do, uh, we'll we'll do PlayStation. Maybe we'll, we'll, I'll move up to, uh, PlayStation games, go from there. So (laughs) we we covered the quarter games. We covered NES. So next time we'll, we'll, 
we'll go up and uh we'll do some playstation so i will subscribe look at thank you mods for dropping all those links uh in the chat and uh we'll catch you next time so craig just hang out just for a quick second thanks and, everybody uh, gonna play this awesome outro Thanks for listening. We hope you were inspired today. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. And welcome to the rebellion.